No checklist completed is going to save you. No bucket list is going to save you. No amount of blood, sweat, and tears that you've poured out in your life is going to save you. No amount of cash or worldly possessions is going to save you. You can't take it with you. You'll be dead. Buddha can't save you. Gandhi can't enlighten you. The Pope can't absolve your sins. The saints can't pray you into eternal life. Muhammad can't fix you. Allah isn't able. No president, no legislation, no Supreme Court justice, no state or nation or leader or celebrity, no one can save you because there is salvation in no one else. That is correct, bearded Bible thinker here. Hey, Daniel chapter 4 beginning in verse 33, says, Immediately the word concerning Nebuchadnezzar was accomplished, and he was driven away from mankind and began eating grass like cattle. And his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. But at the end of those days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes toward heaven and my knowledge returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing. But he does according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of earth. And no one can strike against his hand or say to him, what have you done? At that time, my knowledge returned to me and my majesty and splendor were returned to me for the glory of my kingdom and my high officials and my nobles began seeking me out. So I was reestablished in my kingdom and extraordinary greatness was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise, exalt and honor the king of heaven for all his works are true and his ways just and he is able to humble those who walk in pride. Hey, everybody. So welcome again to another episode of the Bearded Bible Thinker podcast. This is going to be a quick one. I promise this time I have to get home to mama um, and, the, and the boys. So uh, this is not going to be incredibly long. We, uh, I just got back a few days ago from the G3 National Conference. That is what I'm going to talk about today. The G3 National Conference was uh, uh, great. I had a lot of fun. It was our first G3 National Conference, our first G3 conference at all. Um, And so that was, it was a new experience. We, Donna and I have gone to a uh, Ligonier Conference, uh, National Conference in uh, 2021. That was awesome. Uh, uh, got a lot out of that and uh, was really encouraged by it. Um, we've gone to a couple of different Founders Conference um, Founders Conferences uh, with our uh, sons, uh, and that's been wonderful. Um and this, so this was our first G3 conference, though, and uh, it was great. As you can uh, see by the shirt, uh, sovereignty of God was a major theme. God is sovereign. Hello, uh, Bible dingers. Uh, I, I uh, was able to meet the Bible dingers, which is an, another podcast, YouTube channel. Um, those guys do good work. And um, 
So anyway, I was able to talk with them, talk with a whole lot of other people. It was really a different feel. The G3 podcast was a different feel for me than the other ones. And I think probably in part because uh, I was, um, uh, uh, well, honestly, the first time that I saw some of these guys uh, whom I've looked up to and on a, on a preaching level, for instance, like uh, for instance, um, the Ligonier conference was the first time that I went to any major conference like this. And I saw uh, Steve Lawson there, Steve Lawson. If you, if you haven't been around uh, long enough to hear me say this uh, with the podcast, then uh, Steve Lawson is my favorite, not dead preacher. Um, I love his, his uh, preaching. He's incredibly talented and gifted and, um, God has has given him an incredible gift for preaching, and so anyway, the uh, first time I heard him uh, live, I heard him uh, was in the room was the Ligonier Conference of 2021. Yeah, in March of 2021, I think it was March. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Why do you care what month it was, right? Um, but and it was in the springtime. There we go. That covered it of 2021. And heard him live, and that was really great. Uh, but I think, like back then, the focus that I had was probably, "Oh my gosh, I'm here." Um, uh, which you know, I you know, borderline idolatry, I suppose. Uh, but but I I uh, I think this time that was a little bit different. Like I knew going in, there were certainly people that. Um, that fit that same sort of bill, like people that I hadn't heard live, uh, that I got to see, um, uh, for the first time in a live setting or, or meet even, or, uh, be around. Um, and, and yet it was a different feel like these guys, I think in the G3 conference, like when I went to Ligonier again, some of this could have been my mentality, right. But when I went to Ligonier, uh, one of the things that, that, I can look back on and see is that there was a sense of, um, you know, like you, you went to a bulls game, right. And you're, you're watching Michael, this is back when the bulls meant something, uh, and, and the NBA meant something. Now it's just another, uh, wonderful place to be preached at by the world about, uh, woke things. But, uh, but back Back when, uh, the, it, it's like, okay, for you young kids, okay, it's like being at a LeBron game. Um, and you see uh, all of the, uh, the the amazing things. Oh, he had a great game. Uh, and then uh, you you see them at a distance and, and uh, oh my goodness, there he is. Uh, but uh, but there's not really any, if, if there is any interaction, it'll be like a, you know, maybe LeBron signed your shoes or something, or there's an autograph and that's it. Well, that's kind of the way that the Ligonier conference was for me. It was like, you, you might get a chance to interact with one of these guys, but it's going to be pretty rare. And, um, and, and it'll be, uh, probably pretty brief. Um, the G3 conference was not like that. And and I'm not attempting to say something negatively about the Ligonier conference. We thoroughly enjoyed that. And I would go back. I really liked it. Um, the G3 conference, however, uh, it just worked out differently. Like those guys uh, from Paul Washer to Vody Bauckham, uh, um, 
uh, all the guys, Bill Johnson, Daryl Harrison, Virgil Walker, um, all of those guys who were there were just out and about walking around, hanging out with people talking and, um, not the whole time, of course, but I mean, I wasn't there the whole time for every single thing either. So, um, it, it really was a different sort of feel, uh, in, in that sense, like you, they were, everyone was really approachable. There were a lot of, uh, podcasters, YouTubers, influencers in some way, shape or form who weren't necessarily headliners or part of the conference whom I saw. Um, I saw people who have teaching series on AGTV, which is something that, that we take in at home. I saw people who, uh, were interviewed for the American gospel, um, uh, um, documentary, uh, the original one, uh, and, uh, just there taking it in, not there in any sort of official capacity. Um, so it was kind of a neat, it was kind of neat to see all of these people who you don't know, but you've seen before, um, or maybe you've listened to them online, or maybe you watch their YouTube channel or, or obviously all the way up to the, the speakers who were there, um, all in one place, uh, coming together over 8,000 people strong, uh, there to just bask in the truth, uh, that is the sovereignty of God. Um, and so, uh, really uh, just appreciated the things that were said, a lot of the teaching that there was, uh, there's some, uh, the, perhaps the biggest news though, um, perhaps the biggest thing that came out of it, unfortunately, um, you know what? I won't say unfortunately, because, uh, God is obviously was sovereign over that as well. But the, the biggest news that came out of it was the bomb threat thing. Um, and I'll just tell you really quickly what our experience was or my experience. I, Donna was right there with me, so I'm sure she'd say the same stuff. But uh, we we were uh, the, so uh, the evening went. Uh, Vody uh, Bacham uh, uh, preached, and then Paul Washer preached, and then that was there was a, a decent little break there for like bookstore time or whatever people wanted to do. Um, and then uh, there was going to be a showing of the Essential Church, this documentary. Um, and at the Essential Church documentary uh, showing, Donna and I were going to take that in. There were some people who um, were just going back to their hotels and that sort of thing, which is understandable. By the time you get to that, it's so that showing wasn't going to start until 8 o'clock at p.m., uh, the documentaries a couple hours or or more right so it, it it's it's uh it makes for it makes a long day incredibly long um so you really have to want to be there for for that at that point but uh, Donna and I wanted to be there we ha- weren't able to see it yet and I I really wanted to see this documentary um uh, because I uh, despite my longing for it to come to our area uh it, it just didn't happen and so um, so I wanted to watch it and check it out. And, um, we were waiting there in the, we were toward the back of the, uh, main hall there in the, uh, GICC. And so, um, uh, toward the back of the building, 
and the all of a sudden Donna heard uh, some commotion up there. I did. I really wasn't paying attention to up there at the time at, toward the front. But apparently a guy comes out on the stage and stomps or something like that. And uh, and she heard him yell something or say something really loudly. And then you begin to see people shuffle toward the exits of the of the big room. And then obviously to the um then obviously to the the outdoors right so uh apparently what happened is um there was a man who so let me back up first what we thought uh so we heard uh um uh bomb threat <laughs> um and what to which you know uh, quite honestly the first reaction that i had was figures um because uh, this this group of folks at G three is not a liked group of folks, um, and and I, I say that in with respect to the world, right? That um, what I mean by that is that the G three uh, the people, some of the people that they platformed at this uh, uh, convention, as well as I mean, frankly, the YouTubers that were there, all the people that were there that agree with these guys on on so many things. Um, that there there are people who are very uh, blatant and obvious and quick to talk about the LGBT movement, um, the sexual revolution that is going on in our nation that are very quick to talk about CRT and how um, uh, terrible some of those things are. Um, the, the influence of the, the world, like this is a crowd that would name names. Let me just say it that way, I guess. And so uh, it, it really wasn't a surprise to me that something like this would happen. Um, and um, so I, I, it, it's not, it's not a huge, uh, not a huge surprise that this kind of thing would happen at a place like this or in an event like this. So my first instinct is, okay, all right, well, let's just go. And so we we shuffle out the door with everyone else. The police arrive and they're kind of making everyone do that anyway after we were already outside. Um and um so the the uh, we get outside and everyone else uh began to uh show up outside. So the building is getting cleared out. Uh but apparently what actually happened um, was, um, so this is just based on an article that I read from, uh, protestia, uh, com. which if you haven't, if you don't know anything about that website, it, go check it out. It's a, it's a good spot to get some, uh, some news for, uh, the Christian, uh, about the Christian world and things that happen. Um, but, uh, protestia uh, article that I read, uh, apparently there are, uh, what happened was uh, a gentleman who was an attendee at the conference, a paid attendee at the conference, um, uh, had a, a tr- was triggered, and um, in not in the not in the in the uh, woke uh, uh, stupid way that a, people can be triggered, but in a in a like a legitimate like PTSD. A triggered way uh, was triggered by a person that he saw, um, and uh, got up on the stage and said, "There's a bomb in the building," um, and so uh, I, that's 
again, that's just me reading an article. I don't know. There's not been an official statement that I have laid my eyes on, not saying there isn't one yet, but uh, there there isn't an official statement that I've received from G3 or anything like that yet. But, um, uh, but uh, that is really unfortunate. Um, and uh, what a, a sad thing that is. I, I feel bad for him because like just at some level, like I get it. Um, uh, there, there are things that, that I, uh, my wife and I both have our eyes open her more than me actually, uh, uh, with, you know, certain things that might be going on in, uh, in life that, that might, be a trigger for me with similar kinds of stuff. And, um, I think one of those is, uh, even times of year, um, uh, uh, veterans days and, um, things like that. So uh, I, 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 I get how that is a possibility and, and that that could happen. If that is what happened, then man, I just, I feel like pray for this brother because, um, it actually is something that just happens to you. And, and it, in some respect, your, your mental status is shifted and you're no longer in complete control of, of what's going on. And like you snap a little bit. And so, um, just pray for this brother and pray that this gets worked out and that, um, that, uh, um, maybe if he hadn't reached out for help or aid in the past for this thing that he does that and that God blesses that, um, it was it was uh, encouraging to see, um, not that they have all the control over it in the world, because this is a very public event and lots of people were there. Uh, but I, I, according to the article that I read, uh, G three uh, folks are not going to press charges. But again, that doesn't necessarily matter because there are like eight thousand people that weren't <laughs> part of the G three leadership that were around or there or something. But. Um, but I, I, it just, it, it really is an unfortunate thing. But one of the, one of the good things that did come out of it, there's always are good things that come from difficult or hard things. Um, and one of the really cool things that came out of it is this, um, I don't know if you've seen, uh, but it is all over the place as of late, the videos that came from what followed. So there's, uh, all that anybody knew at the time is that there was a bomb threat and uh, everyone uh, went out of the building. There were some of us were lingering there for a while. And um, uh, by there, I mean, in the parking lot area, uh, our hotel was right next to it. Um, I, I mean, I didn't think about it real hard at first. I was just trying to kind of register what was going on, but uh, I, I, realistically, if there's a bomb threat, even if it's a joke or whatever, I mean, per protocol, they're going to clear the building and they're going to search the entire building once or twice even or whatever, sweep it and, and make sure that there's nothing to it. They have to do that. So in retrospect, it's like uh, as soon as we heard that there was a bomb threat and people were getting kicked out of the joint for the moment, I, I should have just gone to the hotel right, like right away. There's no reason to linger. They're not going to go, ah, false alarm. They're going to check it all, right? So 
anyway, um, that that is uh, what was uh, what was going on, and we were in the parking lot and and talking to some people. Um, then we made our way into the hotel that we stayed at, stayed at, and and uh, on uh, providentially, the hotel that we picked uh, happened to be the same hotel that all of the speakers uh, were housed in. Um, and so we, uh, walked into the lobby and all of these folks were in the lobby, just hanging out. Um, now I've had my own, uh, bouts with, um, uh, we'll say PTSD ish things. And, um, and so I wasn't at that point, I wasn't interested in, um, hanging out in the lobby at the time. I think even as we were walking, I don't know if Donna even realizes what I was doing, but as I look back, as we were walking uh, from the the uh, convention center to our hotel, I like uh, there was one point when she was walking and she was going to go around me to the right. Well, that's where the building was, and I immediately kind of got uh, on the other side of her just instinctively and put her on the other side so that I was between her and the building. Um, and so like my mind was elsewhere, long story short. Um, and, and so we, we passed through and went up to our room. Well, uh, maybe even moments after we got on the elevator and left, but certainly within minutes after we, uh, went upstairs, um, the place broke out in song, uh, the whole lobby in this secular, it was a Marriott hotel. The whole lobby of the hotel was uh, er erupted in hymns uh, being sung uh, to God, and um, and so that's the thing that's floating around the internet. There, you, I'm not going to worry about showing you. There are several places you can look on Twitter or Facebook. I'm sure at this point or YouTube and see uh, songs uh, being sung. Uh, it, but it just was such a cool moment um, to see caught on camera. Uh, to see a whole bunch of folks um, at, at after this this bomb threat uh, roll up in a lobby of the hotel, spending time together, talking, and all of a sudden uh, get everyone's attention, and then they break out into song praising God, despite whatever, what, like, for all they knew, this is what makes it cool, for all they knew, everyone in there... Um, uh, this was a legitimate threat and there was a bomb in the building. I like nobody knew at the time. So what you had is, is these folks all get together in a hotel, not knowing what the deal was, not knowing anything that was going on. Uh, presumably there's possible, possible bomb in the, uh, next building over. There's basically a driveway between these two buildings, the hotel and the convention center. And, um, and, and it was, uh, it was just, just this amazing moment, uh, this display that not only do these people preach and teach and come to listen, uh, to teaching regarding the sovereignty of God, his control of every single thing, that there are no maverick molecules, as RC would say, um, not only did everyone show up for that, uh, not only did these people preach and proclaim that truth, but they truly believe that truth. Um, and, uh, in, in that instance that they were, uh, there, there was, 
still the presence of mind not only to not necessarily fear or be scared of a bomb uh, going off, but there was also this uh, this uh, feeling that washed over the place that just said, you know what, God is sovereign. Uh, like, what have we been saying this whole time? Uh, and so uh, it, it just was a really cool moment. Um, so uh, to sum up things uh, here, I don't just want to talk about that. There, The conference was great in and of itself. We had a lot of fun. Um, again, our first time, it was it was an atmosphere of networking and meeting people, and I didn't expect that. Um, by and large, I'm kind of an introvert. Like I enjoy being in in my little office here, um, and um, and I certainly enjoy the the people that I minister to. But but if you were to put me in a crowd of eight thousand people, I'm almost certainly going to sit in a corner and taken the teaching and not talk to anyone the whole time. But that didn't happen. Uh, for whatever reason, they're just an air of uh, uh, um, friendship, familial identity uh, among God's uh, children. And so um, I, Donna and I met several people along the way. We had, uh, we met uh, several uh, uh Folks who were just like-minded, uh, several folks who uh, I've, I've heard people uh, tell their uh, gospel story, so that they're coming to Christ stories, and um, some folks, uh, naturally, you run into folks who are going to talk to you about how, you know, like, yeah, I've been a Christian for a long time, but I was under these other influences, and now, like, God has brought me into this uh, like where I'm actually reading the scriptures and studying the scriptures. And so here I am at G3 at this Reformation kind of thinking conference. And um, so there was a lot of that. I was able to uh, run into uh, the the one fan of the Bearded Bible Thinker podcast. And uh, I'm joking, obviously, but but I, it was it was kind of neat. I, I uh probably kind of awkward for all of us involved because I was not expecting anyone to recognize that, uh, who I was, but, um, was able to meet some fans, uh, from, uh, Louisiana. So hi to Louisiana and, um, uh, hope that you enjoyed the conference as well. It was a, a lot of fun for us. Um, uh, so able to do that. I was able to meet, uh, a lot of, folks and uh and talk with them like the uh able to meet phil johnson talk with him for a few minutes and that was uh cool uh thank him for their ministry um i was able to talk with uh one of my favorite moments actually was that i was able to talk and and uh, though it was fairly brief uh still was able to talk and converse with uh um daryl harrison uh, of the Just Thinking podcast, um, and uh, talk to him about some of the s- struggles that we've been having uh, with our own affiliations uh, as a church body here. So that was good uh, to be able to do that and thank them for their ministry and the influence that they've had, not only on me and my thinking, but just in general, the influence and the the help that they've been uh, for uh, for folks like me for pastors and, and, um, uh, church leaders as, as, and, and really just lay people even who, who are having to walk through this 
whole thing who never thought about or recognized wokeness and those kinds of things before. Uh, so it was helpful to, to see them. Um, I'm uh, thankful that uh, I got to meet, uh, so we got to meet Vody again and talk with him for a, a few minutes. Um, it was really funny because Donna and I, uh, on the on the way home, uh, I I texted our sons. I said uh, that on the uh, I summed it up to them. To, honestly, if I'm being real, to make them jealous a little bit, uh, but I summed them. I summed it up a little bit to them, and I said that Paul Washer. So on the when we first showed up, Donna and I first rolled in that night. Uh, it was uh, Wednesday night uh, before. Um, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday was the conference and we rolled in and we're checking into the hotel. Our flight arrived at around 11 on Wednesday night. And so we're, it's like 11, uh, we're at the hotel. It's 11, 10, it's 11, 15, it's 11, 30. We're waiting around right for our room. Cause they're like tons and tons of people. They've double booked some things and, um, I don't understand how that happens, but I'm not going to presume to be a hotel manager, so I don't know. But um, they so they had double booked some things and they were full, full or whatever. So they're trying to figure out how to make our room work that we reserved in May. Um, so um, uh, we uh, we're sitting in the lobby, Donna and I, just waiting for them to do their thing. And um, all of a sudden, Donna looks at me and she's like, "Hey, is that?" Is that Paul Washer over there? I think that's Paul Washer. I think that's, is that Paul Washer? Um, and so uh, 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 Paul Washer is sitting, the short version, sitting like 30 or 40 feet away from us, uh, talking with some people. Uh, and it looked like kind of pouring into them, discipling them a little bit. I don't I don't know the story there. Obviously, I wasn't eavesdropping, but... Um, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. He, he was very likely had already been involved in a day of uh, pre-conference and talking with people. And here it is pretty much midnight. Um, and Paul Washer's sitting in the lobby of the hotel, pouring into people. Um, and then our, our room, uh, uh, is ready. So I go get the keys, come back over to Donna. We begin to get stand up and get our luggage and stuff right at the same time. They were finishing up their conversation. So Paul Washer turns around and you kind of have to walk together in the same way to get to the, uh, um, to get to the, uh, elevators. And so he, he turns around and comes over and at, at midnight after wasting him himself away, uh, serving and being around people, um, he comes over with a smile on his face and shakes, uh, puts his hand out and shakes our hands and says, hi, I'm Paul <laughs> in the kind of his little Paul washer way. And so we're able to meet him and, uh, and chat and ride up the elevator. Um, uh, as he was going to his room, uh, told me that his wife was going to kill him because he was supposed to just go to the hotel and get some rest. And he went to the hotel and was talking and mingling and stuff with people for hours. So, um, so the struggle is real, even for P-Dub. Uh, and so, uh, that, so we started the, our time, uh, um, we started our time riding up the elevator with Paul Washer and talking with him. And our time ended that Saturday uh, going down uh, uh, an elevator. 
with Vody Balcom and uh, talking with him. So it was it was kind of a it was a fun time. It was a, a unique experience to end up at the same hotel that the speakers were at. I don't know if that'll ever happen again, but that was kind of cool because we run into them a lot. I saw and met Justin Peters and a whole host of people. It was great. So, um, but I, I think that the, the main things that I took away from the conference wasn't that, uh, it wasn't that, uh, got to see those specific people. It wasn't that, um, they, uh, uh, preached so well, even though, dynamite. There was a lot of that. There were a lot of real bombs getting dropped in the place that had nothing to do with any threats. Um, so that, that stuff was really well. I think that honestly, the, the thing to me that was most beneficial that stuck out to me most, and I haven't put tons of thought into this. It might maybe change. I don't know, but as it sits right now, as I'm recording this, the main thing that's, that, that I left with was um, one of the things I always leave with, uh, it, it's always an uplifting and amazing thing to, uh, be in a situation for a few days where you're reminded all over again, like Elijah in the, in the desert or in the wilderness, like, man, you know what? Like, we're not alone. Uh, there, there's a, a large group of Christian men and women uh, who are concerned with the same things that we're concerned with, who hold the same doctrines that we hold, at least closely, um, and and who are uh, uh, just slugging it out with, with life on the regular, um, who care about the same God that we care about, who uh, care about the same things in our culture that we care about, who are fighting against the same ideologies we're fighting against. And it, it, it makes you leave going back to, um, and in our case, going back to your little neck of the woods, right? Um, or prairie, neck of the prairie. I don't know if, is that a thing? Neck of the prairie? I don't think so. Um, but it, it, our little house on the prairie. Hey, let's let's say it that way. It it helps us come back and with like this uh, uh, fuller knowledge of or re, uh, reminder of the fact that man, we are not alone. That like there are a lot of like-minded Christian people who are uh, um, in the fight together uh, against our godless culture and, and attempting to um, persuade and uh, preach the gospel of Christ. And um, I come home to, um, uh, like everyone else, we're going to come home to uh, uh, struggles. Like life is still life. People are still struggling. Uh, there, the, There's still a fight to be fought and a race to finish running. And so it's helpful, though, to go and and for, for us, since I'm the main preacher here at Hillside, um, I'm consistently kind of pouring out, right? And so when I go to things like this, I get poured in too. I, like I get to swap roles, and that's helpful for me just personally to refresh and, and that sort of thing. But, um, but at the same time, uh, uh, like coming back here, it you, you come back with more energy, like reminded that this this is a grand uh, race that a whole group of people are running together. 
and and we're in lockstep. Uh, despite our differences and our different struggles and places that we maybe disagree a little bit or whatever, uh, those who are uh, conservative, Bible-believing, God-fearing Christian people are in lockstep. And uh, and may we continue to proclaim the gospel uh, and not be ashamed of it. Um, uh, and, and, And to remember that, yes, God is sovereign, that he is in control, uh, even in that comment section of YouTube, he is in control. And so um, I'm thankful for that truth. I'm thankful that it is the truth. I'm thankful that it is in an immutable truth and uh, that it's always been true, that it always will be true. I'm thankful that so long ago, um, uh, a king like Nebuchadnezzar, who is the most powerful human on the face of the earth, could be shown at the drop of a hat, just at the whim of our great God, that uh, God is indeed God. And that uh, like Nebuchadnezzar, then I hope that you and I um, can uh, can together um, uh, praise God that we can lift his name up on, on a regular basis, despite whatever we might be going through, uh, may we be reminded of his sovereignty, of his control, of his providence, uh, his providential action in our lives all around us all the time. Um, and at the end of the day, may we echo with Nebuchadnezzar and say, now I praise, exalt, and honor the King of heaven for all his works are true and his ways just, and he is able to humble those who walk in pride. Hey, until next time, uh, 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 read your Bible, uh, be a godly person, uh, strive for holiness, and I'll talk to you next time. Uh, this was just supposed to be a brief recap, and it's almost been 40 minutes. So um, hi again to Louisiana and anyone else out there who actually watches this thing. And we'll talk to you next time.